the righteousness of faith. Father, for your word today, for your word is spirit, and your word is life, and your word is light. You are light, and this is the light of the knowledge of the glory of God that shines in the face of Jesus Christ. This is the light of life. This is the light that heals. This is the light that restores. This is the light that illuminates our eyes and our understanding, Lord. So we receive from you the light. We receive the light of healing. We receive the light of understanding. We receive the light feeding our innermost being. And we thank you, Father, for your word. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. Go with me to Luke chapter 7. We're still talking about the centurion. We're still talking about healing, but we're going to focus in on delegation and representation. We're going to talk about healing in the name of Jesus, and it's through delegation and representation. Now, delegation is the act of investing with authority to act for another. Remember that. Delegation is the act of investing with authority to act for another. And then representation is the business of acting as a substitute for another. It is also the act of representing, describing, or showing. It is acting in another's character. I like that. Representation is acting in another's character as their substitute. Now hold on to those as we read through Luke 7 and you're going to see this in action and the result was healing. Hallelujah. Verse 1, now when he, Jesus, had ended all his sayings in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum. And a centurion servant who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. And when he heard of Jesus, he, the centurion, sent unto him, Jesus, the elders of the Jews, requesting him that he would come and heal his servant. Are you seeing it? Are you seeing the delegation here? The centurion sent the elders of the Jews for his servant. The centurion was acting on behalf of his servant. The elders of the Jews were acting on behalf of the centurion. And when they, the elders of the Jews, came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying, that he was worthy or deserving for whom he should do this. So they begged him earnestly. The centurion sent the elders to make a request, but when the elders came, they were begging him. And they were pleading with them, saying, he's deserving that he should do this. He loves our nation. He's built us a synagogue. They're given all the reasons. These elders of the Jews are given all the reasons trying to talk Jesus into coming. 
Oh, he's worthy. He's got the merit. He's done this. He's done that. Talking about his good, noble deeds. And I can understand that because doing good things is good. But you cannot buy a healing. You cannot purchase your redemption. You cannot purchase salvation in any degree. It is a faith so that it might be by grace, not of works, lest any man should boast. We do good works, but we cannot earn or do any good work to get the promises of God. They are promises. They are received by faith, and faith has action. But the action is the faith doing. It's not earning to get. Do you understand that? It's grace. It's gift. It's promise, it's covenant, it's family, it's ours. Jesus did it for us. Well, in this case, right here, the Jews come, the elders of the Jews come on behalf of the centurion. Now, I don't know this for certain, but it seems to me that they were not acting in the centurion's character. And you will understand what I mean as we read on. Because we go on and he says, then Jesus went with them. He went with the elders of the Jews to go to the centurion. And when he was now not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him. So <laughs> the centurion was acting as a delegate and a representative of his servant. The Jewish elders were acting on behalf of the centurion. Jesus was acting on behalf of the father. How do I know this? Because Jesus said many times and in different ways, he only says what he hears the Father say. He only does what he sees the Father to. He doesn't come on his own authority. The Father that sent him and the Father that within him, he does the works. So now the friends of the centurion, the friends of the centurion come on behalf of the centurion. And they say, Trouble not yourself, for I am not worthy, or I am not sufficient that you should enter under my roof. Wherefore, neither thought I myself entitled or deserving to come unto you, but say in a word, and my servant shall be healed. For, this is why he said this, say in a word, and my servant shall be healed. For or because I also, I also, just like you, Jesus, I also am a man set under authority, under authority. Delegation is the act of investing with authority to act for another. It's the business of acting as a substitute in another's character. Now that's good. Now this centurion says, I also am a man set under authority, having under me soldiers. And I say unto one, go. And he goes, and to another come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. Now, I'm going to back up here. He said, Wherefore thought I myself worthy to come unto thee, but say in a word, and my servant shall be healed. The original request in verse 3, that he would come and heal his servant, that he would come and heal his servant. 
down here in verse 7, he's saying, Say in a word, and my servant shall be healed. This centurion understood authority. He says, no, 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 you don't have to come to my house, Jesus. You send your word. You speak the command. You speak your word on your behalf, and he'll be healed. In other words, if you say it, it's as good as you coming. Just like this centurion he didn't go to Jesus in person. He sent his word with these other representatives. Well, who are the representatives of Jesus? <laughs> Think on that one for a moment. There you are. Now, verse 9. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him and turned him about and said unto the people that followed him, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And they that were sent, returning to the house, found the servant whole that had been sick. So the friends of the centurion came on behalf of the centurion. The word went on the behalf of Jesus and the friends of the centurion went back to the centurion with the word from Jesus so Jesus sent his word spiritually speaking and we know that angels hearken to the voice of the word of God and angels are ministering spirits for those that should inherit salvation or inherit healing and Jesus sent his word, and the friends of the centurion delivered the word. And the centurion's faith was on behalf of his servant, and the servant was healed. Glory to God. All the communication was between Jesus and the centurion through delegation and representation. Do you see that? This is quite something when you consider the way the scriptures work and the way the scriptures read. And if you hold on to this understanding, you're going to see it in many different places. You're going to see it in the name of Jesus. You're going to see it in the way angels work. You're going to see it in the way angels represent the Lord, the angels of the Lord. And they come and they speak as if they are the Lord, the prophets for the Lord. They say, thus says the Lord. They're speaking on his behalf. There is a delegation and a representation. There is healing, I'm telling you, in the name of Jesus, the name name of Jesus, when we speak that name, we're standing and acting with invested authority for Jesus, representing his character, acting in his character, carrying the character of Jesus. When we go in the name and speak the name and use the name, because in that name is healing. Jesus is our healer. Jehovah our Rapha, the Lord who heals, our great physician, the one who mends us and puts our bodies into perfect harmony, that's his name. Jesus is the healer. Now, I'm going to read this in Matthew chapter 8, verse 5 through 13, and you're going to hear this as if there was no delegation and representation. So you're going to hear it the way it actually is 
in the light of the delegation and the representation. So what I mean by that is we're going to cut out all the people that we're going in between and we're going to see just the absolute reality of what was taking place with this. Verse 5, when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lies at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou should come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed for I am a man under authority having soldiers under me and I say to this man go and he goes and to another come and he comes and to my servant do this and he does it when Jesus heard it he marveled and said to them that followed verily truly I say unto you I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the self same hour. So in Matthew, he doesn't give any view that there's anyone acting on their behalf. There was no Jews mentioned, there was no elders, there was no friends mentioned, none of that. There was no mention of Jesus getting part way there. All that was cut out. Why? Is it because Luke is wrong and Matthew's right or Matthew's wrong and Luke is right? No, they're both right. They're both correct. This shows how seriously and how real delegation is. How real authority is. How real having those under you acting on your behalf is when they submit to your authority. It is very real. This is a real thing in the kingdom of God. And we need to understand this in order to get all the things that the Lord has for us. Hallelujah. Think about the angels. The angels are ministering spirits that minister for those that are heirs of salvation. Think about the word of God. We have authority to speak the word, to feed on the word, to use the word, to pray the word. Think about the name of Jesus that that name carries everything that Jesus is, everything that he has, everything that he represents, his entire character and being, to be in that name, to go on behalf of that name, to speak that name, to release the authority in that name, and expect anything to happen. The only way we could expect it to happen is if we believe that when I speak the name of Jesus, when I go in the name of Jesus, it's as good as Jesus doing it himself. Because me, all alone, without Jesus with me, which that can't be because I'm in him and he's in me, but nevertheless, if we have the mentality that he's not with us, 
that his name is just a lever that you pull when you're done your prayer. Just to sign off and say, well, the only way this is a prayer is if I say, in the name of Jesus, and it means absolutely nothing, then there's no faith. But Jesus, Jesus marveled at this man's faith. He said, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. Not in those that are the children of the kingdom, but those that are coming from outside the kingdom. They're going to come and sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom. But those that should have will be cast out. Why? The ones that don't understand that Jesus was sent as a representative on behalf of the Father. And he went as a substitute on our behalf to the cross, to the pit, raised from the dead, seated at the right hand of the Father, that Jesus came to earth to become us, to become as us, with us, and to mold in with our society and to become like man, as man, and then to go as our substitute to the pit, to hell, and on our behalf, wipe out the devil and all his works, and then raise from the dead, taking us to the Father himself restoring relationship and fellowship and putting us into the family. You got to understand this delegation, this representation, the name of Jesus. Jesus is our substitute. And just like the centurion sent substitutes, just like Jesus sent his word, so likewise you. You can go in the name of Jesus and represent Jesus to others around you, to others that you intercede and pray for to others that you come in contact with, that you speak the word to, that you pray for, that you pray with, that you lay hands upon. But also, we can receive our own healing through these means, but also directly from the Father, in Jesus' name, by the power of the Holy Spirit. So when you need something from Him, Lord, I'm asking you for words. Send your word and this situation will be turned around. Give me words, and this situation will become right. Speak your word, and I'll be healed. I have your word in the word of God, in the Bible, but I need you to speak to me my word. I need a light. I need a revelation. I need a quickening. I need to see it in the eyes of my understanding. I need to have that image in my heart. Seek him, friends. Seek the Lord and he is found and all your communication with him will yield great fruit because he loves you and he has everything for you. So remember that there is healing in the name of Jesus and if you will just receive his word, submit to that word and accept it as all you need so great faith you will have and you will see the goodness and the faithfulness of the Lord acting on your behalf. Remember, the righteous by faith shall live.